This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 100 of the Animaniacast. All of the shops are closing. Things couldn't get much worse. Even my nuts are frozen. Be careful with that last verse. Hey, step up and try our elixir. It's good for what hurts. Whatever ails you, it can fix her. And it's great on desserts. Drat, the temperature's falling. I love when the weather is cool. A new ice age is calling. Look, I can freeze my drool. I have hopes and dreams of ruling the earth. But here I sit, watching Pinky make ice sculptures. Spit. No! This old tree is finished. Our acorn supply's gone too. So for dinner, we're having cream spinach. All I can say is spew. As a town, we're so down, so we move. You gotta cheer up and never give up hope. We can't go. You gotta cheer up and never give up hope. Are you a joke? No. Nope. Just cheer up and never ever give up hope, 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 hope. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we discuss the series episode by episode. We talk about all those cultural references and gags that uh, we feel like talking about. And then, of course, in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again in Los Angeles, it's my brother Nathan... Oh, Joey, therefore you art. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hi there. <laughs> well, folks, we are here once again, and, well, we're wrapping up our, I guess, uh, talk of the initial run of Animaniacs with what many consider to be the 100th episode of Animaniacs. It's uh, Wacko's Wish, the direct-to-video movie of Animaniacs. Um, well, guys, if someone were to ask you about this movie, uh, what would you tell them, uh, Nathan? It's like an episode of Animaniacs, but like stretched out into like a whole movie. Very good. And <laughs> Kelly, what about you? It has a lot of songs. It really does, especially the first half, which uh, we're going to be focusing on today. We're not going to be going over the whole movie because uh, uh, that would be a very long episode. Okay. Yeah, they're all they're already long episodes that we yeah, do. So. Exactly. <laughs> Let's not make us a three-hour episode of the Animated Cast. Uh, we're, so we're going to try to keep our talk to the normal hour-ish talk um, by just focusing on part one. So we're going to go all the way until about the the good feathers uh, enter and exit <laughs> the scene for this movie. Well, uh, Nathan. Why don't you tell us, before we get into our wonderful discussion of this movie, which is about to celebrate, of course, its 20th anniversary, when did this movie come out? When did, when was it released on video? Um, so this movie re- was released on uh, Tuesday, December 21st of 1999, uh, which is right when the world was bracing for the Y2K bug. Uh, the TV show Simpsons celebrated their 10th anniversary. Uh, Jim Carrey stars in the biographical comedy drama Man on the Moon, um, and it was within the same week of the release of Bicentennial Man, Stuart Little, The Talented Mr. Ripley, and Galaxy Quest. Wow. Galaxy Quest, too. I had no idea. Wow. There's a lot of good stuff out that time. Mm-hmm. Bicentennial Man, not as much. I know there's some Yeah. Out there, but... <laughs> but I did like Man on the Moon, and there's a. did you see that um, Netflix documentary they put out recently? About that, the basically the making of that movie. Oh yeah, I did. It's really good. It's mm-hmm. really good. It's actually well, the, better it, than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but Jim Carrey also comes off kind of as a jerk to, especially to the wrestler, where he's just like, yeah. He, well, he comes off as like he was always in character. I mean, yeah, yeah. The wrestler was like, even Andy Kaufman would like get out of character sometimes and like be nice, but like. <laughs> it's a it de- it definitely has a, an honest I guess portrayal of what was going on and it doesn't make you think that 
Jim Carrey was the the perfect person in the world <laughs> making that film. But yeah, some cool stuff. Oh, and of course, the Y2K bug. Kelly, I'm sure you remember <laughs> all the, the prep for that as people were anxiously awaiting what the heck was going to go on. Oh, yeah. Everybody was freaking out about it. But I do remember Prince singing, uh, I'm going to party like it's 1999 on like the Dick Clark, uh, you know, countdown. And yeah, it, we were, that was playing always up until New oh, that, <laughs> it, it was playing a lot that year. And I think Prince said that he would never, I don't know if he actually, um, fulfilled that his promise, but I think he said he would never sing that song again past 1999, but who knows? <laughs> well, Today's movie came out in 1999 in December, and I remember seeing it on store shelves, but I never actually purchased it. I remember seeing it on VHS and going, huh, look at that. I, I still remember. I remember it was actually, I was checking out at Albertsons, <laughs> and I saw this movie, like Animaniacs. I pick up it, the, the VHS, and I'm like, huh, what's this all about? But you know, being in Albertsons, the prices are all inflated, you know, and I just said, no. I'm a college student. I'm going to put this back. I don't have money for this right now. Mm -hmm. Did you guys see this movie or was uh, when it was uh, originally out in the 90s or maybe early 2000s? Or was this the first time you saw it? Um, Nathan, let's start with you. Uh, this is the I, I saw it for the first time this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I vaguely remember it being out. I remember it being on TV a couple times, but like. So I saw like a couple minutes of it, maybe, but um, since it wasn't from the beginning, I just stopped watching it. So, mm. and Kelly, what about you? This was the first time I had seen it. I um, I was too busy at that time uh, obsessing over the new Star Wars movie coming out. Yeah, exactly. May of the following year, so I, I, I won't say I had moved past Animaniacs, but it, I just had my focus on other things and was kind of broke, so I didn't have the money to buy the video anyway. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't May the following year, but May of that year, right? So the previous. So this is the oh, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the year, but okay. this still we're broke from all the Phantom Menace toys that we've been buying. And <laughs> that's yeah. I well, and I went to Celebration, and um, I think I owed my mom money for that. <laughs> Did you go to the first Celebration? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> that ooh, there's some stores there that I, I'm never going to share with people, but. Um, what happens, at, what happens at con stays at con, but, um, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. It was the <laughs> it was, rainy one, right? In Colorado. It was rainy and, and muddy. And I wore, I, I don't know. I just was like dressed up. Like, so I was wearing like this pencil skirt and flat flats and trudging through the, um, mud because everything was intense, but the rain weighed the tents down. And so they were like dilapidated looking and the ground was mud and it was cold it was i think may april may um but colorado and i live in georgia so i um i didn't dress appropriately and then i was wearing this absurdly ridiculous uh ladies medium brown leather jacket that somehow I let my mother buy for me at, or I talked her into buying for me at Macy's because I thought it made me look like Indiana Jones. And if you've seen me, I am a petite person who, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever wear a ladies medium jacket. I certainly <laughs> didn't in 1999. So I, um, yeah, it, it dwarfed me. So I, um, I look ridiculous in it. And I found up the picture of, of me wearing it, um, with a bunch of my, uh, Star Wars trivia people at, um, that were there. I uh, found the picture on my computer last week and I was like, why did someone let me walk out of the house with that? I mean, <laughs> I guess we were still in the grunge era. So our baggy clothes were kind of still in, but still. sure. <laughs> so yeah, cringe, well, cringe worthy. <laughs> So what we're all trying to say is basically we had we had other stuff going on unfortunately. We're bad Animaniacs fans. We're pretty <laughs> much horrible Animaniacs fans. I think we're making up for it now. Yeah, we're making time, up for it now. Not <laughs> <laughs> this time we've been spending on it. Um, but so yeah, so this movie kind of went on the radar. I'm kind of with you, Nathan. I remember seeing it on Cartoon Network and 
like the hub and or things like that, but just bits and pieces. Cause it would just be kind of like I'm flipping channels and I would watch, you know, they're singing these songs and they look like they're, you know, in this little town. And I was like, what is going on with this episode of Animaniacs? This doesn't look familiar, but like you said, like, I don't like watching a movie that's, you know, I don't want to watch a movie if it's halfway through. So I would mm-hmm. just kind of turn it off and miss it. So this movie uh, was a different kind of a Animaniacs thing. I mean, certainly was basically each one of these uh, Warners is playing a, a character that is similar to them in some ways, but also very different. Um, to me, right away, I thought of similarities to movies like, like with Laurel and Hardy. They would do these films like Fra Diablo or the, the you know, uh, sometimes it's called The Devil's Brother or uh, Bohemian Girl or Swiss Miss or something like that, where they would be, it's Laurel and Hardy, but they're dressed up in, you know, period costumes and they're, there's a lot of singing songs and, and, uh, but the, the characters are essentially the same. Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> oh yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just the same kind of the same kind of setup, where you you uh, you get these uh, these cameos by these characters just in in cute things. So yeah, exactly. Actually, this is, that's even a better uh, comparison because when we open up, we see a lot of these uh, characters and playing these different parts and everything. So anyway, let's go ahead and get into the discussion of where we <laughs> drew part one, part two, part three uh, for this discussion. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in part one of part, what well, pulled part one of part one <laughs> of Wacko's <laughs> wish. Okay. Well, uh, there's a town called Acme Falls that lies within the kingdom of Warnerstock. And, the king dies, and he was awesome. Everybody loved him except rainbows and hearts and flowers and purple, unique, purple hearts and green clovers and everything all over the place. Um, but he, he dies, and there's another king who, who I guess rules Tiktakia, which is a um, another kingdom, and his name is King Salazar. And he takes over Warnerstock. And that's not a good thing. Because everybody who was once happy is now miserable. And uh, the king has no money. So he starts taxing everybody who lives within the kingdom. And they don't have any money. And everything starts to go downhill. And they're not happy. They don't have any food. They're starving. They close down the orphanage. Um, I mean, it's like the Muppet Christmas Carol because, you know, they have all the little orphans standing in the snow with their frostbitten teddy bears. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, uh, Yakko, Wako, and Dot had lived in the orphanage and now they're huddled in, in the snow and uh, freezing. Oh, and at the very opening, they they burned the rosebud sled yes. from Citizen Kane. Hey, what do you want from us? We're freezing here. And Dot is particularly bad because she needs some kind of operation that uh, I don't think they know exactly why. (laughs) Some folks say that life is cruel. At the orphanage they fed us inedible gruel. We slept on beds with springs that hurt. The faucets had hot and cold running dirt. The windows were broken, the roof was leaky. The walls were cracked, the floors were creaky. They shut down the orphanage and now we know Ah, those were the days we miss it so And ever since then I've been feeling low <coughs> They uh, they know she needs an operation and she's sick And so Wacko goes away, you know, on his, on his own To make some money And earn some uh, money for his sister to get the operation and he comes back with a hay penny and everybody's excited there's a song about it this is like the third third song because the first song they they're singing about acme falls and about what's what's been going on and and uh the exposition song basically even after the exposition 
Yeah, which I thought I was like, this sounds like an opening, a great opening song, but it's not quite the opening. Um, so it's yeah. it seemed like a delayed opening song. So um, and then uh, they have a song about Wacko, and he's coming back on the train. Yes, and everybody's at the train station ready for him, and you know, excited to see what he's done. Rolling down the track, I'm sure that is the train my brother's on. Wacko went to see the world and now he's coming back. I've missed him every day that he's been gone. He went to seek his fortune and now he's returned. Bringing back the treasures of everything he's learned. Oh, the train with my brother is a coming closer. Very Wacko, down the track, And then he shows the hay penny, and then everybody sings about that. I've got a hay penny today. He's got a hay penny, hooray! How did you do it? All work and no play. He chopped wood, he chopped suey. I picked all shoes and hay. He milks jokes and cows for his fee. It was more than I thought it would be. An entire full year salary. And now I've got a hay penny. He's marching through the town. He's so happy and delighted. And then uh, Ralph, in his character, tells... Uh, oh, what is Plotz's name in this? Um, Thaddeus Plotz is playing somebody. Like the, just Baron him, Von Plotz. Oh, okay. I just call him yeah. the tax man guy because I tell him the tax man a couple oh. of times. <laughs> no, they, they said his name. It was Baron Von Plotz. So he's he's the one going out and collecting the taxes and, and everything else. And um, I, mean, I guess you could kind of think of him as like a sheriff of Nottingham or something yeah. like that. Not a, not a nice guy. And he's got all this money and eating you know turkey legs and everything and he rips a guy's cane away from him and throws it in the fire because he says well i can barely keep the fires burning and the guy's like i don't have anything else so he takes his cane away from him he's awful <laughs> and uh he learns about wacko's hay penny and that's kind of where that section ends right so then so the evil characters have found out about about uh, Wacko's Hey uh, Penny. Um, one thing I should mention, I guess, about that the song about Wacko going down the track. Now, did you get the reference to the uh, the other song there, Kelly? Because that one really stuck out for me. Because it's the only it, musical <laughs> that I know really that well. Oh, um, no, but it sounds a little bit like a song from Dumbo. Ah, well, I I believe it's well, it's got to be a reference to the... The Wells Fargo wagon is a uh, coming down the track from uh, a yeah, from a uh, music man, music man. But but there's mm-hmm. a song just like it from Dumbo. It's uh, Casey Junior's coming down the track. Oh, coming, coming the down tra- the track. This yeah. Stuck. Well, isn't that the same? Maybe it's a combination thing? of the two things because instead of a wagon going down the going down the trail or the <laughs> whatever the road or whatever the the line is, it's a kind of a Casey Junior-ish kind of thing. So you combine the two songs. Mm-hmm. And you get that uh, that wacko, wacko's Which coming down the tracko. They were probably inspired by an even earlier song about a train. Maybe we'll have to ask Tom. We'll we'll we'll, we'll figure out the rest of the story later. Don't worry. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there, there's our first part of part one. Um, let's go ahead and talk about some of the things that stood out, things that we liked about this first section. Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I liked Pinky and the Brain in this first section, and the return of the horse. Farfic uh, Newton. Farfic Newton. <laughs> um, so that was a lot of fun. Farfic uh, Newton's uh, expressions matching Pinky's. Yes. Pinky, that is a horse. You are a mouse. Oh, Brain, don't be so intolerant. Why can't the horses and the mice live together in harmony, along with the fairies and the wood sprites and the bean sprouts? I stand corrected, Pinky. That is a horse. You are an imbecile. Thank you. And uh, him thinking then that Farfic Nugent can actually talk. And I don't know why Farfic Nugent can't talk. All the other animals can talk and 
Is it his? Don't they actually call him Farfig Newton? Yes, Farfig Newton. Okay. <laughs> yes. I thought uh, that's what I heard. So. It's, the, it's the it's the car brand, but with a, more of a Fig Newton kind of sound to it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and I, I I like seeing all the uh, background people. The the mime was uh, funny. Yeah, it's it heard a lot. There were quite a few uh, cameo uh, people in the background there, and and hearing Tom Bodet uh, narrate the beginning was a lot of fun. Now, let me ask you guys: did I I did I did like the exposition at the beginning to a mm-hmm. point? It it felt like it went on a little. I don't know. It felt like the, a little too long though didn't it it was just me or was the exposition just if if i was a kid watching it i would have gotten bored immediately uh-huh. because i mean talking about the the stocks and the um basically the the economy of the town and everything <laughs> i i think they would have done better to have the the song be the opening yeah just go for that i almost feel like they started with the exposition like that as a way to make it explicitly you know, told what is going on for everybody. Um, but then just in case kids didn't get the, un- get didn't understand the song, but I don't know it. Yeah. I, I mean, like I understood the song better than the exposition. Cause like, I almost like fade out with a whole, like the, and it might be <laughs> the economy's failing. Yeah. It might be Tom Bodette's <laughs> voice too. You know, like Tom Bodette has a very dry voice. And you don't necessarily feel like I should be listening to him necessarily. Uh, he's good in, he's good in, he's perfect in the good idea, bad ideas. Yeah. Uh, cause he, he just is, it's, it's almost, he almost sounds slightly amused, but just kind of giving you the facts about the, the so situation. It's set up punch, uh, punch, yeah, line, you know, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I like Tom Bodad. I heard him on, uh, uh, what, gosh, what's the NPR wait, show? Wait, don't wait, tell wait me. don't tell me. Yeah. Wait, wait, don't okay, tell me. I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see. The, there are many, many different people in the background in this first uh, part right here in the townspeople. And let's consult the please, please, please get a life foundation guide uh, here from the alt animaniacs <laughs> days. Uh, let's see. We have the toy maker from Toy Shop Terror. He's the guy who uh, got his uh, cane thrown into the fire right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Weed Memlo was the guy kind of pushing his uh, wheelbarrow around and the mine was making fun of him. Uh, Frau Hassenpfeffer was, you know, scratch and sniff state. Remember her? She's in there. She's a, a butcher. Yeah, she was in a couple episodes. Yeah. So. And uh, Otto von Schnitzelprossenkenschaftmeier, whatever his name is. You know, Otto. <laughs> He's in there. Prunella Flundergust is the candlestick maker. Uh, uh, Miss Bilchmoitner is the grocer. Uh, they say that Umlaut, the dictator of Dunlikus, is in there, too, which... Uh, I don't know. There's again, maybe I didn't see him. Um, the the chef, Monsieur Tristis, or Tristis, I forget how to pronounce it. Our ladies are animals. Yes, he's out there. He's uh, serving, trying to f- serve food to Wacko for his hay penny. Uh, mm-hmm. The Dover it's not boys. A meat, it's not a meat pie, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, it was, <laughs> it was something. It didn't look. It, it was did like look a, like, it was a like a turkey, turkey I think. Or yeah. maybe it was a really fat cat. I don't know. But we'll... <laughs> uh, the Dover Boys from Frontier Slappy, and of course from uh, you know classic Looney Tunes days, were in this. They're walking around the place. Uh, the little bluebird. Well, he's. I think he's later in the movie, but they list him right here. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's some other people they put like. I'll go over them later, but uh, those are just some of the people that are in the town right there. So, among others, so it was really was cool to see them. Was it just me, or was there a moment that reminded anyone else of Beauty and the Beast? It does because it just that oh, yeah. town feeling, right? That little town. Well, yeah, the same period piece kind of like feel to it, you know, well, like a lot of the costumes and standing outside and they're going hello, hello, hello. So it was like bonjour, mm-hmm. bonjour, bonjour. Yeah, that's true. I could see it that. It just be me because, you know, everything's Spielberg or being the Beast or Star Wars, but. <laughs> well, um, one other thing I did notice about this was the whole thing of how long this takes at, I mean, time-wise where Yakko, I'm sorry, Wacko goes off to get, fa- seek his fame and fortune. They First, they all have hope, right? Mm-hmm. They try hope for a whole year. And then Wacko goes off to fi- find fame and fortune. And that takes a whole other year. Yeah. 
<laughs> for all that. Uh, so it, it seems like there's little incon- inconsequential little things they added to the plot that I was like, okay, I, all right, sure, whatever. I don't know if they had to do that. Um, or if they could have just said Wacko went off one week and then came back the next week. <laughs> but uh, whatever. There's also a weird line right there when he's singing, you know, never give up hope. And then they all say, are you a dope? And he says, nope. And then they all say, mm-hmm. okay, everyone, <laughs> never give up hope. <laughs> so the townspeople are very, you know, you sing to them just right, and they will go along with you with whatever you say. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, um, Nathan, well, any I, I, other things? Yeah, I want to point out the uh, Skippy and Slappy part of the song where um, Skippy's uh, food is frozen. It's solid. Uh, his nuts are frozen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that got past the censors, and I was, I was, I, yeah. Direct to video. You don't uh, have to worry <laughs> about as much. Um, and so. uh, I really like the opening se- sequence where they're doing title cards of all the characters instead of just oh, their yeah, the CGI uh, snowflakes yeah. too. That looked really cool. Yeah, and I thought that was a cool way to start the movie. Um, and the first name they give out is uh, Spielberg, right? Well, let's check. Hey, yeah, I don't remember the order. In which... <laughs> it's like Steven Spielberg presents, and I'm like, there we go. There's that's for Kelly. <laughs> Aww. I love Steven. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should probably, and I'm doing it way late into the episode, but I should probably mention, you know, speaking of the credits, who you know, oh, wrote yeah, who wrote the story and everything like that. Oh my god, yeah, it's. Steven Spielberg presents is the very first thing. Yes, so. and they and I like how they also said you know they, they don't say like you know Rob Paulson as Yakko yeah. and this they just they can said, do that later. Yeah, exactly. they said Yakko and Wacko and you know Otto Scratch and Sniff and Hello Nurse. I just thought that was mm-hmm. so like that was cute just to like give them their own credit even before and like Ralph T. Guard stuff yeah. like that. I thought that was uh, Theodore. Yeah, T. Yeah. <laughs> Theodore. That's good. So, Wacko's Wish, the story was by Tom Ruger, and this, uh, I guess the screenplay, or the teleplay, or whatever you want to call it, was written by Tom Ruger, Nick Dubois, Earl Kress, Kevin Hopps, Charles M. Howell IV, and Randy Rogel, and it, they had sequence directors, uh, Russell Calabrese, Kirk Kingblad, Nelson Resenos, Greg Reyna, Charles Visser, and then, of course, the actual, you know, Produced and directed by credits go to Liz Halsman, Rusty Mills, and Tom Ruger. So, you know, for, you know, you had to, there's a lot of different parts to this, <laughs> a lot of different moving parts to this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go and move on to the second part right now. And uh, Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in part two of part one? <laughs> so, where we left off, um, Thaddeus Plotz just found out that Wacko has a hay penny. So he rushes into town, yes, um, and he, uh, unfortunately, of course, you got to pay taxes. You know, it's it's something we all got to do. So uh, Plotz is running through the numbers, and, uh, you know, with the uh, calling the king a jerk tax added on, uh, it t- comes out to one hay penny that Wacko owes, which is, of course, all the money he has. Taxes? What taxes? Well, let's fill out your tax forms and see. First, we total your income and calculate your deductions for the year. How many dependents? Include city, county, state, and federal taxes, including license fees. Oh, that takes you up into a whole new tax bracket. The king will be absolutely delighted. The king is a jerk. Oh, good. That qualifies you for the calling the king a jerk tax. Huh? Then add property tax, sales tax, excise tax, stamp, tea, and thumb tax, shipping and handling, multiply by your shoe size, and you owe a grand total of... Exactly one haypenny. What? Uh, now Wacko is haypennyless, and everyone in town is sad. After singing this happy song, they sing a little sad song about no more haypenny for yeah. He's haypenny. Like another yeah. <laughs> Which um, we gotta mention, you get a lot of stuff with a haypenny. I know a haypenny is only what half a cent, right? But you can go on cruises. You can do surgeries. Hey, Penny is a lot in this universe. So, well, this is also you know before inflation. So that's true. <laughs> you got you got to take that into account. Anyway, uh, so uh, we 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 cut to uh, nighttime. Um, 
And of course, Dot's still sick, needing the surgery. Um, and Yakko is putting her to bed, and she wants him to tell tell her the story. Um, and it, it's about a knight finding a princess. It turns out it's a story about their parents. Um, they had two sons, but they wanted a daughter. They planted a bunch of flowers. Out of the prettiest one was Dot, and um, she uh, right away is able to talk, I guess, and says her full name: Princess Angelina Contessa Louisiana. Uh, whatever. Louisiana. Uh, <laughs> Princess Angelina Contessa Louisa Francesca Banana Fana Bobesca the third. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Once upon a time, a brave knight married a beautiful princess and they had two sons. But they wanted a daughter, too. Right. So they planted a garden all over the kingdom. And on the first day of spring, every flower in that garden bloomed. And out of the prettiest flower came... Me! Yep. And so the knight and his bride, mom and dad, took you home. And every night at bedtime, they'd come in and say, Who's the cutest girl? And you'd say, I am. And they'd ask, How'd you ever get so cute? And you'd say, I was born that way. And they'd say, Tell us your name, young lady. And you'd say, Princess Angelina Contessa Louisa Francesca Banana Fana Bovesca Third. But you can call me Dot. And they'd say, can we call you Dottie? And you'd say, no, just Dot. Call me Dottie and you die. And Mom and Dad would laugh and laugh and laugh and they'd tickle you. <laughs> and you'd laugh too. <laughs> and you'd fall asleep with a great big smile in your heart. I like that story. Good night, sis. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's a cute little story there. Um, meanwhile, Wacko's sad because he's still, he lost his penny, so he's up, he stays up afterwards and starts wishing on some stars. And wouldn't you know it, one of them is an actual wishing star. Uh, so down comes, uh, Pip, or the, uh, uh, oh, I should know his name. Um, the good... Yeah, do you know? Do you have his he's, title? He's not the good fairy. He's the desire fulfillment facilitator. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be called good fairy. No, it's a desire fulfillment um, facilitator. Person. Facilitator. <laughs> well, I used to be called the good fairy, but that sounds so old-fashioned. Oh. So I'm your desire fulfillment facilitator, but everyone calls me Pip. Nice to meet you, Pip. The pleasure's likewise. And may I be the first to congratulate you, Wacko Warner. You did it. Out of all the stars in the sky, you selected the one and only wishing star. I did? Absolutely. I've been waiting centuries for someone to choose the right one. Must be this clear country air. Oh, yeah. Look at that. You just don't get visibility like this in the city. Um, And, uh, you know, it's Pip. So we've seen him before, played by Ben Stein. He talks a lot and very uh, monotonous. um, Won't stop shaking your hand. He tells Wacko that the stars, uh, all he has to do is touch the star and his wish can come true. Um, And unfortunately, the star lands really far away. Uh, so Pip didn't uh, realize it was going to go that far either. Yeah, like, I thought oh. it'd be closer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, so uh, he flies away, holding on to a fake hand of Wacko's, which is yeah. smart of Wacko. Uh, <laughs> that was such a cute. That was such a cute, quick gag. By the way, yeah, that you, if, you, if you're not really quite looking, it, it's uh, you can go right by you. But my wife <laughs> chuckled when she saw that. Anyway. Keep going. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so uh, Yakko and Dot wake up and Wacko was like, hey, you're never going to believe. And they're like, hey, uh, try us. We're gullible. So uh, <laughs> it cuts to, I would think this would be a commercial break because yeah. the art fade to black. Oh, if this yeah. is on syndication, this would be a commercial break. Totally. Um, uh, so we come back and they start singing the um, go off to make a wishing star. We're going to go find the wishing star song. Um they're singing it so loud. Everyone in town hears it, um, and they have to find out what the wishing star is. And uh, the they all everyone in town finds out that all you have to do is touch the wishing star. So everyone else starts going like, "Hey, I should also go." So then we get kind of a Mad Mad World kind of thing going on, um, where uh, Doctor Scratch and Sif and the Hello Nurse are getting their car to try to go on, and Rudy and Ron also jump in their cart. Um, 
Skippy and Slappy are running through the trees to get over there to the Wishing Star, um, and everyone's getting in their little sleds. Hey, what's up? What's all the noise? The Warner girl and the Warner boys. They're gathered around in the village square. They say there's something way out there. Something weird and something strange. Beyond the farthest mountain range. What do you say? What do you mean? It's something no one's ever seen. What's the story? What's the part? We're about to leave, and that's because... We're on our way to the Wishing Star. The Wishing Star? The Wishing Star? What is that? Haven't you heard? There's no such thing. It's too absurd. What's the story? What's the dish? Touch the star and you get one wish. You get one wish if you touch the star? Where is it at? Is it way out far? It could well be, but we just don't know. We'll soon find out because we're going to go to the wishing star to the wishing star something weird and so bizarre it fell to earth from way afar they're on their way to the wishing star the wishing star oh yes we are on our way so we'll say bonsoir ciao you guys and au revoir now we're off to the wishing star yes it's true the waters are on their way to the wishing star they'll be rich as a king goes on when they get their wish from the wishing star they're all they're all they all rush out of town the only ones that are left are the mime and pinky in the brain the Farfic Nugan w- uh, went with uh, with uh, Hello Nurse and Doctor Scratch and Sniff pulling their sled. Uh, even uh, Ralph the Guard and Plots they find out about it, so they're rushing off. Um, everyone's rushing off, uh, and then as they to a corner, Plots is able to make the turn, but everyone else falls off a cliff. Um, they're okay though, and they get to finish saying "Wishing Star" and. Uh, that's pretty much where that this segment ends, right? I guess yeah, that's pretty much. We stop it there. Yeah, yeah, we can stop right people, there. When they... people in this town would do a lot better if they would just stop sharing their business with everybody else. <laughs> well, this is this is where I thought, oh, oh, just like Nathan said, it's a mad, 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 mad world. I think that's how many mads there are in that title. Yeah, there's like four of them, five, <laughs> four, five, six, twenty. I don't know. Did um, you see that the title of this? movie was gonna be i don't know if it's that's true or not but it's a wacko uh, wacko 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 wish or something like that or wacko yeah. something yeah i did see that and they said that it would it wouldn't fit on the the box like oh, no. and, <laughs> which is understandable it's <laughs> yeah so it's just turned into wacko's wish but when i saw this i was like okay i see what they're doing here um and i what i didn't realize was that whole line of uh try me i'm gullible or try us i'm gullible is actually from uh, it's Mad 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 World as well. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, when Tom Ruger's going over the story, he's uh, clearly heavily influenced <laughs> by that story. You'll never guess what just happened. <sighs> Try us, we're gullible. Now, like I say, when I tell you this, you just ain't gonna believe it could have happened. Uh, try me. I'm pretty gullible. But yeah, it was it was a cute thing. I mean, the Hungarian Rhapsody is playing, so immediately I'm thinking Roger Rabbit. Um, mm-hmm. What were some moments in uh, this uh, second part uh, that you guys liked, uh, Kelly? Let's start with you. What do you would you like? I like seeing Pip again because I, which one is he in? Is it Chairman of the Board? Is that it? It's the, I know it's a party. Is it called Chairman of the Board? Yeah. I think it is. That sounds yeah. right because he would be boring. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I I really like that episode, and Ben Stein's great. So I like seeing him again, and uh, boring, wacko. <laughs> yeah, a little repeat of the of the you know gag, but whatever, we don't care. But it works exactly, and and I just like how he gets to actually sing in the monotone <laughs> way. Um, and yes, it was chairman of the board. Yes, chairman oh, okay. of the board. Absolutely right, Kelly. Um, <laughs> Well, I usually am. <laughs> no talk about cheese balls in this one, though. Very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, he actually stopped himself a couple times, too, which, or like, it seemed like he, I mean, in Chairman of the Board, he never stopped talking. So that's true. It was, it was interesting. He was actually able to finish thoughts in this. <laughs> which reminds me um, <laughs> no Bob Barker talk. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Nathan, what were some things you, that stood out for you in this uh, second part? I, I liked when uh, Yakko was telling the story. It was very. It seemed like it could sentimental. I liked the camera work in it too, like moving around the bed. Yeah, did you notice the bed was? Did you notice the bed was CGI there for a second? So yeah, it looked it looked pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I'm wondering if like the animation in this next show will be, you know, when the because it's not all going to be animated. You know, it's not going to be hand drawn, so I wonder if it's going to be a lot like this. Do we know if it's not going to be hand drawn, or if that's just an assumption well, I mean, we're making? It's 
I mean, they don't do hand drawn things anymore. <laughs> not, not the way that they used to, anyway. Uh, this, I feel like it would be closer to the, how the movie is. Where... Yeah. Well, this is the first uh, and so far only Animaniacs uh, cartoon that used digital color. So the mm. colors were much more vibrant than um, they could, you know, they would be like in the television show. And it's drawn by TMS Animation Studios, which did the a lot of, uh, you know, some of the best animated uh, sequences in Animaniacs. So, yeah, it did look really cool. I agree. When they when they did that little um, that little sympathetic scene where the camera's kind of turning around the bed and Yakko's uh, giving a goodnight story to Dot, it looked just really, really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we get uh, Minerva Mink gets to to sing a little bit all all on our own. We get to hear her voice. Yeah, um, Julie Brown does return to to do two lines, <laughs> so that's that's nice. Um, and uh, oh, oh, Yakko almost tells the story about the man from Nantucket. Oh I gosh, guess. not that <laughs> song. Which I was just watching a clip from Tiny Toons, and they actually did that same joke on that one. They like were they were spinning the <laughs> wheel of comedy or something. And that uh, Buster said, okay, let, there once was a woman from Nantucket. And they didn't say, I don't think it said man. I think, she, I think he said woman from Nantucket. Um, and he said, not that song. Anyway, or not that story. Uh, so anyway, that's a, that was a cute part. It was, now some people can criticize this uh, particular part as being too sappy for Animaniacs. Because it was very sweet. Um, was this a little out of character for the Warners, did you think, or or I don't know, what do you what do you think, Kelly? It was a little out of character, um, but they they've done kind of heartwarming stuff before, so I, I didn't think it was too too far afield. Um, mm-hmm. But it, uh, there were times where it was a little bleak. But I I I, I mean I again to bring him up at Christmas Carol, it sort of had that Dickens vibe to it. Um, yeah. So you saw these characters that were normally and you know funny. And not annoying situations, and now they're playing sort of these you know, Dickensian characters in a Christmas movie. The Christmas goose. <laughs> <laughs> the goose. The goose. The goose. <laughs> um, um, well, yeah, and I think the te- some of that some of that tension was kind of pushed off too. When like uh, say how you know Wacko says how is she how's she doing? And he goes oh not that well. Those acting lessons aren't really working that well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that line. <laughs> yeah. So how is she? Not great. Those acting lessons never really sunk in. And if you ever, in case you were ever wondering, is Wacko supposed to be modeled off of Harpo Marx? Well, they really push home that uh, that fact when <laughs> Wacko is harping on. I guess it's what is this the bed springs or something like that mm-hmm. the bottom of a bed and I'm not sure if Harpo did the exact same maneuver or not in a in a movie I know he I know there was I forget which movie it was but you know like a piano falls apart and he takes the inside of a piano at one point and does makes that into a harp so this was very very similar uh, seeing Wacko doing some harp Harpo movements right there but again uh, good songs. I really, I mean, the wishing star, uh, ever since seeing this movie a few days ago, it's been in my head <laughs> quite a bit of them all, you know, that energy. And I love mm. the part where the, you know, the Hungarian Rhapsody like dips down the kind of gets sad and then it dips to pinky in the brain. Find that they won't get too far, for we will get there first. Oh well, that's different, then, isn't it? Draws. Them just talking, like like Pinky crying with the picture of Farkvik Newton and uh, the silhouette of Brain. It like it's mm-hmm. such a dramatic shot. It's so cool. I just I love it. It makes me laugh and. Uh, Kind of gives me a little bit of chills at the same time. It's such a such a cool shot. Anyway, speaking of Hungarian Rhapsody, and one of the messages, did one of you write Bohemian Rhapsody? Because I could have <laughs> sworn I ran across that, and I'm like, I don't remember Bohemian Rhapsody in the show. <laughs> Maybe I probably did. 
It was okay. definitely not me. So <laughs> okay, I, I just saw the movie recently. Maybe yeah, I, I just saw the movie recently. Maybe it's just in my head. Uh, still. I don't okay, know. I was confused. I was like, I'm gonna have to go and rewatch <laughs> you know. that because I I would remember that. I, I don't think they would have gotten the rights to that. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is Pinky, and you're listening to Animaniacast. You know why? Because you're going to take over the world. No. Well, let's go ahead and pick up now for the third part. So they all get out of the snow, and they are surprised and happy to see that, uh, well, they think Plotz was pulled over for speeding. But it turns out that he's uh, the king's, all the king's horses and all the king's men have have uh, arrested Plotz for something. We'll find out shortly. Uh, so we cut over to Pinky and the Brain, and they are devising a way to once again take over the world. Uh, not play bingo as as Pinky thought at one point in this <laughs> movie, <laughs> but um, they're going to use Leonardo da Vinci's flying screw thing <laughs> to fly up in the sky to get to the wishing star first, so they can take over the world. But Drain, however will we get to the wishing star first? Simple, Pinky. With the help of the great Leonardo da Vinci. <gasps> He's going to give us a ride there in his pantcuffs? No, Pinky. Da Vinci's dead. Oh, how sad. When's the funeral? He died a long time ago. <gasps> and I forgot to send flowers? <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid! Oh, please, let me. Stupid! <laughs> no. Thanks. Now zip it. Zip! Leonardo da Vinci, Pinky. Not only a world-renowned painter, but an ingenious inventor as well. I'm going to have to hurt you. Re-zip! Um, and then we spend a, quite a bit of time, actually, with Mindy and Buttons. Mindy and Buttons are living off in the woods, and uh, it turns out, I guess, that Mindy's mom is Snow White. Just make sure Mindy gets home safely. I'd go myself, but I'm too busy baking cookies for the seven dwarves. You know how your uncles love my chocolate chips. Hi, lady. Call me mom. Busy, busy mom. Okay, bumblebee lady. I love you. Bye-bye. Buttons has to take care of Mindy, and he cannot eat until they have delivered a Marion Berry pie to Grandma. And uh, in case you youngsters out there don't know the name of Marion Barry. He was the mayor, I believe, of Washington, D.C. until he got busted in a sting operation for cocaine <laughs> and then had to spend about six months in prison, I believe, and then later was reelected to become mayor again. So, you know, there there you go. Marion Barry. Buttons actually eats the pie. And talks for, like, what I believe is the first time. Good puppy. Then we go to Skippy and Slappy. They're, they're going through the sky. Like, uh, you hear the George of the Jungle theme playing with a mix with this, you know, Slappy Squirrel theme, uh, which is cool. be fine just as soon as i cough up my lung and then we see a really really funny scene with uh pinky and the brain in their flying machine and it almost feels like an abbott and costello bit with the wind at our backs all we have to do is maintain this velocity and we'll be the first to reach the wishing star you know what that means pinky yes i do brain what pinky what do you mean what what does it mean what does what mean never mind pinky it means we get our wish what means we get our wish? Skip it. Skip what? Just stop. Okay. No! Keep pedaling! Keep pedaling, Pinky! You almost killed us, Pinky. What were you thinking? But you said stop! You really did, Rain. You said stop! Ignore what I say. Really? Yes, just keep pedaling. Okay. 
What are you doing? Ignoring what you say. Not about that. What about what? Just keep battling. And finally, we go to the king, and this is uh, what's his name? King uh, Salad. It's not King Salad Bar. It's what is it? Salazar. 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 Yeah. They call him Salad Bar later. Uh, <laughs> King Salazar. What's the meaning of this? I demand to know who's responsible. <gasps> King Salazar. Baron von Plotz. What a pleasure. He says to them, hey, Akachi guys, you were all going off to the wishing star, and I'm sure you were getting it for me, right? And they go, oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, they look off into the distance and they can see the Warners going to get them. And so he says, you've got to go take care of these Warners. They're on their way to go and touch the wishing star. Those kids are going to be rich, but what about me? I don't know. You'd better bet I'll be getting there first. And if I don't, your life will be cursed. So wish that the wish will wind up belonging to me. I wish. I want it so much. I gotta go touch that wishing star. Okay, okay. They're getting ahead. They'll get it instead of me. Ah. You've got to be quick. You've got to be fast. You've got to beat out the rest of the cast to get to that star and capture that wish for me. We're on our way today to find the wishing star. So out of the way, cause we gotta be The first in line to try and go find the wishing it's star It's over the mountains and the it's hills one for all and, and all for one times three We're taking a stand, we're making a vow This is the place, the moment is now This is our golden opportunity The wishing star belongs to three Me, myself, and I Anyway, it closes out with King Salazar bringing out the rats with wings. And who are the rats with wings? Well, of course they are. The good feathers. I want you to follow Baron Von Plotz and make sure he does his job. I don't trust him one little bit. Sure thing, boss. You got it. Consider it done. But before we go, can we have a little taste of that cannoli? So, at any rate, he disrespects these guys. So when they fly off... Uh, they're like they're pretty upset about it. So they say, hey, you know what we really need? We need to get respect. So they say, hey, why don't we go out to the wishing star and we'll wish for respect. Are you in something, Bobby? A little bit. Maybe just a little bit. He treats us like we're nothing. And that's on a good day. I pray for a day like that. That's like Christmas, you know what I mean? Absolutely. How does a bird get a little respect around here? Maybe we can wish for it. What are you saying? We can wish for it at that wishing star. <laughs> but Bobby, the king wants us to forget what the king wants. Let's get what we want. You mean? You got it. We're taking a stand. We're making a vow. This is the place. The moment is now. This is our golden opportunity. The wishing star belongs to three. Us ourselves and we. So they go over the hill uh in see, you know seeking the wishing star and that's the end of part 1 and that's also about the middle point of the entire movie right there <laughs> <laughs> so uh what were some moments guys uh in this uh, third part that you that you thought were uh st- that, you know stood out nathan um i like that mindy is chasing uh, the squirrels. I think that was a nice way to tie them into the, the movie. It's kind of, and of course the pinky in the brain. You know, you mentioned it, but like the very funny uh, <laughs> set of uh, uh, comedy there. Like uh, it's silly. Yeah, they they keep almost dying. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. It, it did make me laugh out loud a few times right there. Um, and by the way, they, they didn't. <laughs> The good feathers. I like how he, the king mentions he calls them squabs, and he says, "Well, you know, we're not squabs; we're pigeons." And I'm thinking to myself, "Wait, aren't isn't squab just cooked pigeon?" <laughs> so <laughs> Pesto doesn't really know what a squab is, but he has to correct uh, the king anyway. Um, Kelly, what were some things that you uh, you liked about this third part of part one? I. Like that Mindy's mom was wearing a basically a snow white dress. I uh, 
I saw the skirt and the shoes and I was like, that looks kind of like Snow White. And then, of course, when she started talking about the dwarves and um, you saw the top half of the dress, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a Snow White ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> She's a busy, busy mom or a little bee, la- bee lady is what she calls her. Not mom, bee lady. Uh, so not not the mama. Not the, no, no, different one, different show, different show, different ninety show. <laughs> well, uh, there we go. There is part one of Wacko's Wish. Uh, I guess let's uh, just give our general thoughts over part one. Uh, were they positive, uh, negative, in the middle? What are you guys thinking about part ones uh, of? Wacko's wish. Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. Uh, well, like I said, I, I thought the opening was a little slow for children, if if that was the target audience. Um, but watching it as, as an adult, uh, I, I get why they explained everything and um, really setting up the story. And uh, I really liked the songs. I thought they were really catchy and... Um, fit well with the story and uh, it really felt like a, a big animated musical, um, you know, kind of, kind of like a Disney movie, I guess. Uh, although, although they might not like want to be compared to Disney, um, <laughs> you know, all that, uh, the competition and everything, but, uh, it definitely had a, a bigger feel to it than the daily half hour cartoons. Um, you know, it felt, felt, more epic on a larger level. So uh, it just, it really felt like seeing a, a musical come to life. Definitely. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I am overall positive for this. Um, it doesn't just feel like three or, you know, two segments or whatever so far. Like um, it, it, that's always a, a worry when you do a movie that where it just feels like, because uh, that's usually how they do the movies is, you know, they'll make, one movie or one basically two, three cartoons put them together and you got a movie right but um th- I, I feel like it's so far it feels all connected pretty well and I, I, it's a, a good idea of doing like a mad 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 world to kind of give everyone an, a little part in the movie kind of yeah they all flow together really nicely every every single uh, you know part seems to puzzle piece seems to fit uh, into the story pretty well. It flows well, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm with you guys. Overly, very positive. Of course, it looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful. We have beautiful music in this with Richard Stone's score, uh, starting off with, like, you know, the theme song to all the different characters with the snowflakes and, mm-hmm. and all that. It was a really good integration, I think, of CGI with the hand-drawn stuff, um, which was not common <laughs> in the nineties in the late nineties mm. and early two thousand everything like, you know, when it was CGI just stood out, you know, a, a lot. So, and to blend you know, 2d animation with that was, uh, was pretty good. Pretty good. So yeah, it got a little sappy a little bit <laughs> for the, for the dot part, but I know that that, um, that part is, uh, I've seen it a lot, you know, with, uh, Animaniacs fans when they're posting, uh, scenes from Animaniacs that they like. So it definitely has a, a contingent of fans that really like it. So uh, I guess we'll go ahead and pause for right now and we'll pick it all up next week with Wacko's Wish Part 2. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. <laughs> or it does get a little darker and uh, we'll get into that. Less, there's less singing in Part 2. Let's go ahead and get to some contact information Kelly, where can people get in contact with you online? They can find me on Twitter at Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. Nathan, what about you? Uh, if you want to talk to, about, to me about part one of Wacko's Wish, you can find me on Twitter at JangoFT. That's me. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, you can get us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, sometimes on Reddit. And, of course, you can email us animaniacast at retrozap.com and we're also on discord you can get a welcome link by simply going to discord.animaniacast.com and let's talk about wacko's wish Uh, we already have a lot of people have mentioned their thoughts and feelings about it uh, via email and via 
Discord and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, we'll share those thoughts in our next episode so that you guys can talk about what you like about Wacko's Wish as well. And uh, another good thing about the, the Discord group is that you get to talk to a lot of the other uh, RetroZap podcasters that are out and about. RetroZap is the place to go, whether you're interested in uh, video games, movies, Star Wars, or anything really pop culture at all. RetroZap.com is the place to go, and we are a proud member of the RetroZap.com community. So join us over on Discord and talk to us and other RetroZap writers and podcasters. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So until next week, this is Joey. And for Nathan and Kelly, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Feeding you is like taking a really smelly bath. Pinky, I need you. Farfig <gasps> Newton, I didn't know you could talk. Pinky, stop this foolishness. You know, Farfig Newton, you sound a little like Brain. <laughs> oh, and you bop like Brain too. <laughs> Brain, <laughs> we were just talking about you. 